morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, April 5th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of spiritual lift to your day. We will be talking about Easter texts this week, but before we begin, let's have a moment of prayer. Let us pray. O God, I praise you for the night and for sleep. Release my limbs of toil, smooth my brow of care. Grant me a refreshing draft of forgetfulness. Comfort comfort those who toss on a bed of pain, or whose nerves crave sleep and find it not. May we all learn to lean on your all-pervading life and love. Amen. Amen. So our text today is from the 16th chapter of Mark, verses 1 through 8. Listen as Mark tells us the story of the resurrection. When the Sabbath was over... Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They'd been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, They saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. In this passage, the three women, why do the three women go to the tomb? Uh, What are they doing there, and, and what happens with them once they are there? So they're going to the tomb because they're going to anoint Jesus's body, which is essentially... I do believe, um, kind of like a precursor to embalming. They're going to put all of these spices on him and and take care of his his broken body. Yeah. And so they go and they're worried, like, how are we going to get in there? And, you know, the tomb is open and there is um, what I assume is an angel (laughs) Mm -hmm. sitting there telling them that, that Jesus is raised. And I love that you can feel how bewildering and scary and amazing this must have been for them. Mm -hmm. Who can imagine it? You know what I mean? Who can imagine it? Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite people always says, if you can't count on the dead to stay dead, what can you count on? You know what I mean? And so they have someone tell them actually that he is not here. He has been raised and they're supposed to go and tell. And so that's what they do, but they're scared. So, I don't know. What do you uh, think of when you read this passage? Yeah. So, most scholars think, and, and we presume that Mark is the first written of all the Gospels. Um, and so, 
if, if you try to if you want to understand possibly like what was the first thing kind of circulating about Jesus, Mark is a good thing to go to. Um, and and all the other gospels, the people who come to the tomb, the women who come to the tomb, uh, they come and Jesus is resurrected. There's someone uh, or a gardener. There's 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 an, some sort of heavenly being there. It says Jesus is risen, and they run away, and they're excited, and they tell everyone. Uh, but I think this is probably the most accurate to how it actually happened. Um. Yeah, and you know, I made a mistake. I said they go and tell, but the truth is that it says specifically they don't say anything because mm-hmm. they're scared. Now, at some point, at they some had to point, tell people, right? <laughs> at some point, we know. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's particularly as a woman, right? Who women can so easily be discounted as hysterical. Yeah. Or yeah. too dramatic, or whatever. Yeah. I can't imagine. Like, what do you say? What do you, what do you say? Um, absolutely, absolutely. And if I'm correct, I should have looked this up. But this is how the gospel ends. Is that right? This yes. Is, so there is um, an extended part that comes after, but it was written later. Yeah. And so this, I think, is this is the earliest, you know, writing down of who Jesus Christ is. Mm-hmm. And there was so much they didn't know, mm-hmm. but he had risen. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they knew what to do with that yet. You know, the gospels that come after and the writings of Q that kind of inform some of the other gospels, they've had longer mm-hmm. to kind of unpack who this is and record Jesus, you know, coming to people. But yeah. and, and really reflect on um, what Jesus said throughout his life, of, of what they have told of Jesus for telling of his death and resurrection. Um, Mark, I, th- I think we've talked about it before, probably on the podcast of like, Mark is like quintessentially human. Like mm-hmm. that's what we get with the disciples. And this is a very human response, both then to the resurrection of God and Jesus Christ. But I think also if we really think about it now, uh, our initial response to the fact that, uh, that God came to earth and died for us, that's frightening that's terrifying that's moving it's it's all the feelings and and when i am uh, wrapped up in that euphoria and that emotion it's like i don't want to go tell anyone about that i need i i have i have to sort this out i'm confused i'm amazed i'm in terror of what yeah. that means you know um i guess two things one is that mark his chief worry is he wants people to know that this is the messiah this is the very son of god and so he doesn't start with the birth narrative. Mm-hmm. He starts with Jesus beginning his ministry. Mm-hmm. And he ends here at the resurrection. And I think in some way for Mark, who's so pithy, which is probably why it's my favorite gospel, <laughs> he's like, what more do you need to know? Yeah. You know what I mean? You saw him healing. You saw this. And he was raised from the dead. Um, I do think the other thing is that we make meaning by telling stories. Mm-hmm. And at the time that this is written, I think for those women in particular, they don't even know how to tell the story because they can't even imagine what the meaning might be. Hmm. Um, there's just a lot there. There's. I was reading um, Neil Gaiman wrote the introduction for the 60th anniversary of Fahrenheit 451 or mm-hmm. 451. And um, he said, if someone tells you uh, this is the only meaning in the story, uh, they're, they're probably... Or no, no. He said, if someone tells you this is a this is a meaning in the story, they're probably right. If someone tells you this is the only meaning in the story, they're wrong. Um, and you know that Rachel Held <laughs> Evans book we read, Inspired, I love, she says, what good's a story with only one meaning? Hmm. And I really, I really believe that. Um, I think the other thing too is that, you know, in the Old Testament in particular, it talks about the fear of the Lord. Yeah. 
And that doesn't mean that God wants us to be afraid. It means that if you truly grasp who God is, you would be afraid yeah. because God is so other and powerful and loving, but still. Absolutely. You know, I took a I took a exegesis course on the book of Acts. And so we're particularly mm-hmm. looking at the Greek in, in that book. And I was um, almost scandalized at how often it uses the Greek word for fear, which oh, is yeah. phobos. But English translators translate it to amazement. So uh-huh. when you read through Acts... Like so many times when it says like, and they were amazed, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, and they were afraid. Uh. So the joke is I did this with my um, preaching class, uh, my preaching group. Uh And so there's another person and I'm terror and he's amazement. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With that, we'll end with a quote from the poet Yeats. The world is full of magic things, patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper. I like that one Mm -hmm. a lot. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you'll join us again on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.